0: I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me,
1: Maria Menunos. Hello, Better Together fans. Better Together with Maria Menunos here, but uh, no, I'm not Maria Menunos, as you might be able to make an educated guess. I'm Mr. Maria Menunos. I'm bringing you part two of our great interview with Latham Thomas, celebrity doula, lifestyle expert, and uh, and man, a whole lot more. A
2: whole lot more. And Kev, I think you should read the quote again, because it's a good quote.
1: The act of standing in your power ignites a force within that glows from the inside out. Mm-hmm. We're going to explore that. On this episode, we explore that a little more, mm-hmm. a little more deeply. And That's right. we especially get into... Um, you know the difference between passion and calling, yeah. Which I think is so important. And then you know how to find out what your calling is. Right. Find out what your purpose is. Find out who you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, uh, we'll bring in the interview and then we'll wrap it up, as they say, Woo. when we're done. Stay tuned. Okay. So I have like so many other questions here, Kelsey. What do I do? <laughs> okay. I would I don't think, out. are you on honey? I don't know if your mic is on.
2: Oh, hi, here I am. Lisa, I want to know how we glow from the inside out. I'm, I'm here for this. Like yes. that quote he read but at the you, beginning. But you do oof.
1: glow, but you glow from, you, are, you already do that. Yeah.
2: Kelsey. Okay. But I also have a soccer ball in my stomach. So clearly there's like some oh. things that I need to. Yeah. She
1: has stomach issues we've been working and on. And
2: so many people do. And I just feel like it goes back to that quote Kevin at the beginning about like standing in your power. So yeah. I'm yes. like, we need to know all of these things.
3: Yeah. yeah, you know, I I feel like, you know, glow power is essentially yeah, like stepping into and owning um every aspect, right? Of like what makes us uniquely who we are.
1: Good and it's- bad. Huh? Good and bad. Like the good, good and bad of us. Yeah. And you
3: know what? Usually by the way bad, if you think about what what characterizes bad it's things that people have said to us that are characteristics that they can't handle, right? Like, if you think about when someone Oh, you're too much, or you're too oh. this, or you're too that, or you're, and so the things that we internalize that are like, Oh, I talk too much, or I talk too loud, or I'm this, and you're like, But if you think about those characteristics that we try to tuck away, or silo, or denounce about ourselves, think about what that actually means. Those are actually gifts, right? These are actually things that if we cultivated, Instead of, um, you know, pushing away because we were policed or we were, um, you know, shamed for these qualities that if we cultivated and leaned into these qualities it would probably be like at the core of our power.
1: Right. Yeah. So-, so let's that- go to the person who talks a lot, you know, so you can mute that person or they can mute themselves or I like the word cultivate, refine. Because it doesn't mean to keep just blah blah, blah 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 blah, but it means when you cultivate that and say, "Wait I, yes, you compress you you learn how to say things with more meaning, maybe you know it's it's so I love that mm-hmm. cultivate and you know cultivate it but don't yeah. but don't don't necessarily just it be ignorant it. and just can you know maybe these what they're saying to you is you can use it as something to improve upon, but don't mute it, yeah,
3: don't mute express and and even the things that are, um, you know, challenging about ourselves to the things that we want to refine or do less of or change, I think are also an opportunity to look within and see, okay, how am I going to make this beautiful, right? Like, look at this part of myself that, you know, I'm, I'm uh, not nurturing or I'm not giving um, energy to and understanding that um there's a place for for every aspect of ourselves um and, and and that even the things that are um that we do not like have a place also not necessarily fully expressed but there but there's a place for like these aspects of ourselves that we need to um explore in a in a in a way that um we don't necessarily have the permission to in our society and so what with this idea of like glowing from within is is really sort of designing a life and designing the aspects of of your life right to to really mirror your um your intention to really mirror the the fullness of who you are to really celebrate the things especially that you know you know are amazing about you but that people aren't ready to see yet and that's what i think is so beautiful about this moment too is that we see so many people who are like really in their power and people are like wow, like something about this person. I don't know their energy. It's like you're attracted to not just, it's not like a physical, it's like this incredible energy that people emit when they feel powerful, when they, when they're stepping into like ownership of themselves. Right. And that um, takes courage as well. Right. Because when people are um, looking at you and telling you, you should do this, you should do that. All of us have stories of our parents telling us to do certain things that we didn't obey. And thank God that we didn't because we became who we were supposed mm-hmm. to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have the stories of right. Like, oh, the, yeah, I told like, you so's and that. And I think back to all of the things that even my mom, like thinking on things that she told me to do. And she was so forceful in in, in the way that she delivered these messages to me. And I'm a Taurus. So yeah. I'm really stubborn already. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot to get me to change my mind and i didn't change my mind on certain things i stayed in the core of who i was and i became the person i was meant to become because i also there was advice that i didn't take right there was information that i didn't absorb and so and so that's part of the the ethos as well is that you know you learn how to eat the fish and throw away the bones right you learn how to um you know, receive and, and take in what's necessary and discard of what you don't need. And you also learn how to, um, you know, on a daily basis, transmit messages to yourself that are positive and deflect out the things that are like negative and, and and not serving, you know, and that's really important that we have to do that all the time because every message we get in the world will turn us away from ourselves, Right if you go on if you go into a magazine if you go on social media you go wherever you go you could have been feeling really great and then you emerge and you don't feel good mm. because we have messages that are turn, turning us away from ourselves so you have to be the master of that for yourself you have to be the one that decides like how you're going to move through the world on a daily basis i have to decide that you know i'm not going to let something turn me in a different direction or take me off course, because this is what I'm meant to do today. And I have to accomplish a lot in not just like, you know, in terms of performance, but there's a lot that I have to accomplish as I show up to the world every single day. Like, like, what does it take emotionally for me to show up? Like I have to be mentally and spiritually fit to show up. So I have to do the things that take care of me first
0: It's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out. I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. And that to me is at the essence of
3: standing in your power is making those choices that center you, your needs, emotional, physical, spiritual and uh physical and that you stay in alignment with that and you don't let stuff throw you off makes, so if something comes in you're like hmm that doesn't feel good no right oh, right like, checking in with yourself and and self-care is at the core of that right like mm-hmm. checking in with yourself on a moment-to-moment basis to make sure that you feel good and when and then when you don't and by the way we don't feel every good every single day right so what do i need to do to get myself to a place where I'm taking care of myself in the way that, by the way, I would take care of someone else and the way that I would take care of a baby. And the right, we need to do these things for ourselves first. And it's not just about bubble baths and trying to bubble bath your problems away. It is about, <laughs> right? Because we see that on social
1: media. Oh my sports. God. It's the wine God. and the bubble bath. Oh like, <laughs> <God. laughs>
3: You get out the bathtub, you had you're dehydrated and you drink wine, so you wake up the next day with a headache, yes. right? So that's not self-care. Oh my I'm talking God. about mommy juice. Right? I am talking <laughs> about what I'm talking about more is the check-in, is the boundaries you set around yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like what I will do, what I won't do. You know, the fences. You know, one of my really good friends says, fences keep good neighbors. Setting up the boundaries for yourself, right? To protect against the things that should not be in your orbit. Mm -hmm. Letting people know where you begin, where you end, right? Figuring out how to allocate time for yourself, but also for your community and for others. Like, what does that look like as you design your life?
0: Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate, and are so grateful for all of you.
3: These are the the tools that we need foundationally, so that we can continue to stand in our glow power. If we are if we are trampled upon, if we do not feel agency, if we do not feel grounded in ourselves, if we feel lost, if, like all these things are like dim your light, but all these things like keep you from staying on course with your mission in life. And all of us are born on mission. So we have to always come back to that. Like, I got to stay on course for what I'm here to do, what God sent me here to do, right? What spirit or or whatever it is that you believe and sent you here to do. You have to stay true to that. And obviously your mission evolves as you grow, but the core of who you are and what you're meant to do is the same. And so you have to stay committed to that. And everything that comes in to distract you and keep you away from that um, by way of um, bullying, social, undermining. Distractions, um,
1: all of it, yeah. All
3: of that stuff is distracting, right? So you have to set boundaries around yourself for protection. Set those
1: fences, like you said. Fences. But but here's the key, Latham, is um, it's having, going way back to the beginning of this interview, is is having that awareness. So a lot of us don't know what our purpose is we don't know who we are i'll probably count myself in on that um so do you recommend maybe taking some time and going out going up on your roof or in the backyard or or out in nature or whatever with a notebook maybe maybe to write down some of the things that make your heart sing some of the things that don't make your heart sing what what it is you want to accomplish in the world if i feel like once you have that, then you can always go back to that and say, no, this is not, I'm not living up to who I am. Or I'm not living up to my meaning, but that's the troubling thing, at least for me. And I think for other people too, is mm-hmm. what is my purpose and who am I? All right. So yeah. how do you help us with that?
3: Yeah. Purpose is so interesting because I think that, um, you know, like the, the dialogue around it is almost as if it's like this tangible thing that also is so elusive and evasive. Like it's always moving and you're like trying to find what it is. And really, you know, I believe that uh, we get signals constantly about what our purpose is. However, our lives are full of distraction so that we can't hear sometimes Mm -hmm. we can't recognize it sometimes sometimes. Uh, We don't know how to articulate or interpret it sometimes. And, um, but it's not that like God or the universe or, or, um, you know, spirit isn't constantly engaging us with, with what that mission is or with what that purpose is. Um, You know, when you feel um, there's a difference for me, at least between there's, there's two things. Um, One is passion which I believe is really easy for people to find because passion is more like, um, think about the things that bring you a lot of joy to do. So if you're somebody who starts doodling and then three hours later you look up and it's dark out, you're like, what happened with the time, right? Like that's something that you're passionate about, right? It can, it can expand time and take you to a place where you feel just like at ease. You like, um, you know, running or you like, um, you know, working with children, whatever it is, right? These are things that we can be like that that show up as like passions, and and passion is something that also kind of um, moves us to action, but also is something that is uh, joyful and brings ease, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so I would encourage people who are who have trouble with um, sensation and identifying sensation, and usually people who have this trouble. Um, For many of us, it's because um, when we have information that's shared with us by our intuition or what I call GPS, um, that we don't validate that intuition. So when we have sensations that would be speaking to us, we can't interpret it because we're always shutting off this part of our body or this part of our consciousness, right? Um, So we're not necessarily like, letting it speak to us and actually using that as intelligence, right? We're using our mind mainly probably, and not really like, you know, our gut, which is really another intelligence. It's like our second brain, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like the heart brain is the gut. So, so here's the other thing. So that feeling that you get when you, when you start to do those things that you love. So if you start to do an uh, um, almost like a, what is it called? Um, In like a, what do you call it not an invoicing um like a uh almost like a audit
1: an audit um, yeah inventory yes inventory. The word. yes and, by the way to know so so hang on to this one if you want latham but tony robbins i've been blessed to take business mastery and you know the one thing that he will have you know the the men and women who come speak to you they're all about inventory inventory you know with your business you need to take inventory you know who's buying your product what time are they buying the product you know why are they buying the product and you know they're constantly gathering data and taking inventory and that's how they keep the business going how they keep improving it but then as i have you know had more classes with tony and then all the experts like you that come on maria's show it seems like you need to take an inventory of your life yeah.
3: Inventory as, of well,
1: life. right so what you're saying it, yeah
3: But this inventory of of the passion inventory, right, like that I'm asking you to do is part of the exercise to get towards more of um, purpose Mm -hmm. because the passion really like that helps you to feel like in in your body, what feels good, what you like to do, which leads you really to towards purpose, which is really calling, right? Mm -hmm. And a calling is different than passion. Because a calling is not convenient, it is not necessarily fun, it is not necessarily joyful, it is not necessarily aligned with the plans that you have laid out for yourself, right? A calling is something that you don't have a choice in whether or not you pursue, but it is in your face, it is over your shoulder, nipping at your your, ear, telling you, get up and go do this thing, it will bother you until you act on it. So the thing that you are gifted at, that you have been afraid to pursue, that you put on a back burner because you do not know how it's gonna come together, but if you do it, like the risk that you have to take, like all those things that you're, like the fear of doing this thing that you're actually divinely designed to do is where the purpose lies, and that's really the calling. Right. The passion is amazing because it fuels us in in actually moments of respite, moments of restfulness where we can take time away to do the things that kind of um, bring us back to uh, a full battery. Right. That's where we put our our passion. Right. But you do not start a business off a passion. You start a business off of a calling. You don't pursue passion for your life's work. You pursue your calling for your life's work. And that is Oof. sustaining you through the rest of your life to do that thing that you're yeah, called man, oh to do, God. that is being obedient to that thing. But you have sometimes like, if the entry point for, for people has not been that they've been um, uh, in, in dialogue with that thing just yet, I encourage doing a passion inventory first and doing the things that you enjoy so that you can actually reconnect with sensation, reconnect with what it feels like to do something you love And to then be able to understand the difference between the thing that you love and the thing that you feel compelled to do, because the thing that you feel compelled to do won't always make sense. It won't make sense to your friends, to your family members. It won't make sense necessarily financially at first. It won't make sense in terms of your life at first. Like for me with doula work, I was like, no, like I don't want to I was not actively pursuing this as part of my plan. It is the biggest part of my business because I obeyed the calling, right? But the calling is what makes me get up at night at two, three, four in the morning when there was no Uber and put my son in a snowsuit in the middle of a snowstorm and hail a cat.
0: All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused
3: In New York City, because, by the way, you had to hail cabs back I, then. Yes, I can't
1: and even Put remember. him in
3: a car with me, head downtown to my son's grandfather's house, put him in the house, and then get another cab that I had to hail to head to Brooklyn to then go in the middle of the night to be alongside a couple as they were welcoming a baby into the world. That is a calling, mm. right, that makes you do that. Um, not something that you're passionate about, right? I'm passionate about sleep, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But I was for going my sleep to pursue my calling, which was to be of service. And so that is what I'm talking about. When, when you get, when you feel this thing and it will not make sense, it'll be like, it's, it, it's like there's, there's always a way when we pursue this, that doors open up for us. Things feel more easeful because the work is actually really challenging to do. The work that's on your plate, what you're being called to do, takes a lot of your energy, and it, and there and there's a cost involved in pursuing it, right? Which for passion, it doesn't. Passion is great; it's fun, it's easy. But a calling and a purpose is meant to mold you and shape you and grow you, and and so and so many times, it's not that people don't know their purpose; it's that they avoid their purpose because the purpose takes work.
1: Holy cow. well look at the work that you put in and i feel like i you know it's always been the younger generation that just wants it now this is not millennial culture that makes it new that's been around forever but i feel like when i hear your story of of cabbing it all through town with a baby and this and that just to go into brooklyn and do your job to answer your calling i feel like there's people kind of want to cut that out and then just go online and now become a expert and with you yeah. know a million followers <laughs> mm-hmm. and Yeah. But getting back to this formula, I love this. So it's like listing out your passions, living those passions. And then you're of the belief that if you start living out these passions and kind of muting the things that are draining your energy, this will help you to finally to hear your calling.
3: Yeah, I believe so. Because I I think that sensation, right? Like when we start to feel, and this also can be achieved through the mindfulness practices we were talking about, right? You just talked about going outside and sitting and breathing and then dry, and then writing down, that's mindfulness, right? That yes. will also take us there. So so having a consistent practice of like, yeah, let me take this inventory, let me sit outside and look at the trees and oh yeah, I have this thought, let me journal that, right? Like, th- like things will emerge and come forth. And I also think that being around people that you see who are living their callings also can help inspire in you, you know, um, to, to be in relationship with yours, right? because sometimes it's not, it's it's not that we're not, we're not um, connected to it. It's that it's right here. <laughs> and we're, we keep going like, excuse me, like, yeah. like, leave me alone. Yeah. I want to do this thing over here. Yes. Right. So it's easier to ignore it um, than, than it is to pursue it because it, it costs something to do it. There's like a, like, you don't, you don't get to have your normal, regular life. That's like, Set up as the way it is. Like you have to give something up to like do this thing. It's like when we think about the hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you have this person who is one thing, one aspect of themselves is here. And this person is called to become something else and to show up in a different way. And they don't feel like they have the skill set or the way. And they take this journey. And we see this in every movie, right? That's about transformation. This Mm -hmm. is like the formula, right? This hero's journey. And they, they, they go into this place where they have to kind of, you know, um, basically separate themselves from the pack and kind of have this transformative, you know, moment in time where they realize what they're meant to do and they reemerge. And when they come on the other side of this process, which is much like birth, by the way, they come on the other side of this process, they have something that they didn't have when they started, right? They come on the other side with something they didn't have when they started, and that is what I'm talking about. That evolution, right? When you when you take that journey, when you have that thing now that is uniquely um, connected to who you are as a person now and this fully expressed version of yourself that's going to show up and do this work that's in the world, you have to go through that process, right? You have to shed ego. You have to shed aspects of yourself that, you know, um, will not be able to carry the weight of this this responsibility that you're about to step into. And this new version of yourself emerges to be able to carry this thing, the, the responsibility, the weight, the gravity of the work that you're meant to do. That person has to be cultivated. And and so, you know, it's, it's much easier, yeah, to like dibble and dabble and enjoy the things that give you pleasure, which are so important. But your work is not always pleasurable. I just want to remind people of that like the work that we're called to do can be rewarding and it should be deeply rewarding. But it is not always at every single aspect that every single juncture it's not always pleasurable. It's not
1: pleasure. I think I think in the in the long term, though, if you answer your calling, you have a more fulfilled life.
3: That's exactly right. And then if you don't when we're talking about fulfillment, yes. absolutely.
1: Yeah. I agree with you 100%, 100,000%. So, Latham, I I'll, I'll share this with you which cuz you're just helping me make sense of my own life. Thank you so much. But I have um I made my first film at 7. So, I have a passion for making movies and and you know, um and writing and working with actors and there's a passion there. But my network for 10 years, you know, 50% of our mission was to help hosts break into show business, you know? And whether I'm at a gas pump talking to somebody or even you at the beginning of our conversation before we went on air, like, I just can't help but go into help and coach and fix and this and that. And so I think what is, uh, been painful for me, but you're helping me and thank you. So much. You're probably helping. A lot. I'm hoping that sharing this helps other people too. But I realize that filmmaking and working with actors is a passion. And maria has been trying to tell me this, and I haven't listened. But but I think that the calling for me is to work and help people in any way I can. And the passion is that. But there's other people who tell great stories and entertain me and entertain other people. Um, doesn't mean I'm not going to do that because. Um, I will, but I think it's going to be more of an hors d'oeuvre. It's more like of a fun thing for me to do. But as far as like that being my life, I don't think so anymore. And I think it just took me a long time to realize the calling, you know, but I think with you and your ways and, and if we study under you, we can get to it a lot sooner and then make for more fulfillment, you know, cause I would have had more fulfillment if I had just, if I had embraced this, you know, when I was younger. If I had that think, understanding.
3: Yeah, but I think what's so beautiful about your journey, though, is that you were able to pursue things that brought joy and do things that, like you said, help other people as well as yourself. And you still have a really full life ahead. So yeah. now you can come from the vantage point of having had life experience, right? Having to, to be able to now, you know, be in relationship with people and say, hey, like this is what i you know this is like my entire life was this and which has been amazing and what i'm deeply called to do is help people who are in this industry or in whatever Mm -hmm. to to live their best life in these ways or whatever it is but to me like you would not have been able to do it at 19. you
1: know
3: like no so it's like you needed to get to where you are now and then also to have the the respect and the, the pedigree and all the things that you've cultivated yeah. to be able to be like, this is what I'm stepping into and for people to be able to like easily follow you into this next chapter, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important that you lived what you already lived and to know that you have a partner who is deeply committed to your self-fulfillment also and that you all together work to, You know, I mean, literally like we're in a space called better together, y'all. So this is about community. This is about like self-reflection through community, right? Like helping each other be better together. So this is, this is what you're all about already. And it's what you've been doing already. Right. Mm -hmm. So the pain, right. For many of us is like, oh, the thing that people know me for and what they rely on me for, like, I'm going to actually move away from that and be doing this other thing. And there the people will show up which is a beauty right they're going to show up like 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 it'll be like this like doors will open because you've chosen what you're supposed to be doing and you'll find that it's probably more easeful over time to be doing this work that you already feel called to do like that you already do without even realizing yeah. and many times you are realizing that it's just like something that just it just comes up it's comes up natural
1: yeah it's Right, at this point. Well, it, it takes away what it does from your giving you, you giving me this understanding. And thank you again. It, what it gives you is, um, for me, is less of the shame and the guilt of not or, or feeling like a failure because I'm not working on the passion.
0: I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. Way seriously is some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way. Go to the way, dot com and enter the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way, theoua com. promo code Heal Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: So that's Great. my thing you know, very 20th century capitalism. You're thinking, why am I not killing it over there when it's because probably I'm not answering my calling?
3: Yeah, I should you be know? over here. Yeah, And you knew that. You knew that you felt something inside that was telling you, I need to be doing this. But like, but I had this whole thing going on. I kept on, right? fighting
1: and not, but I wasn't aware. I wasn't pausing. I wasn't doing the things you're saying. to, to do. It was just keep going. Get up, try harder, you know, work harder, job. <laughs> you're not uh-huh. working hard enough. Focus more, you know. And and but again, it's that awareness that like that you're talking about that helps. And of course, these conversations help as well. So, um, yeah, Latham, my God, like I I think we we we're gonna have to hear from you more uh, as this journey goes on. Um, Latham, how do where do we find you?
3: Yeah, so I'm on um, social media. Even though we've been talking about don't be on social media. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 but yeah, but you're giving service to people, and yeah. people need this, you know
3: you. Yeah, I'm on social at uh, Glow Maven. It's just G-L-O-W-M-A-V is in Victor. M-A-V-E-N. So Glow Maven on Instagram. Um, we also have Mama Glow, which you can find so many amazing, um, you know, like posts and content information and lives that center around pregnancy, birth, postpartum period. Um, that's just at Mama Glow, M-A-M-A-G-L-O-W. Same thing for the website, mamaglow.com. Um, people can go there and there's really great content there as, as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm around though, you know? So yeah.
1: (laughs) I already have like 10 different ideas running through my head. I'm going to wait till this is off air and then I'm going to like, I'm going to hit you with a bunch of stuff. I don't want to bore our fans anyway. Thank you. Um, Latham, thank you so much. And like I said, um, thank you for being a friend of the heel squad and better together. And, and, and I know that this conversation is going to continue and it's so valuable. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you
2: much y'all
1: okay so okay kelsey alexander uh, you say
2: alexander
1: alexandra there you go yeah
2: i like alexander too i'll take it alexandra draw she's okay. amazing i liked i mean her whole stuff about how your your calling can be painful i think that's something everyone needs to hear right now because like you were saying with everyone who's like a TikTok famous and this famous are like well screw it that's hard so I'll just go do this. Well, I think
1: they. Anyway, I don't want to. I digress. You digress. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. I just I wonder if that maybe. Uh, I think we get confused. Our, I think here's the thing. guess I, I think a lot of times, our talents and our gifts and our passions, may not necessarily be our calling.
2: Well, right. And that's what she was saying. I think, I think that's that...
1: that's what hurts people. Yes. And so you know. You, well.
2: It, it's yeah. like what you always say, too. People don't... Pe- not a lot of people want to do the work, right? So if it's a calling and if it's difficult and you're struggling a little bit with it, it still could but be I your think, calling. But I think
1: you got to step back, though, hmm. Kels. Take a step back. I don't think anyone knows, knows. who they are. Not many, most people don't know who they are and what their calling is. Right, right. So we just kind of go with what we have hung on to it for a long time in our brains. And what feels So we good. have our friend, you know, Roxy. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, you know, throw... I don't want to... I'm not saying anything bad about it, it's the stuff I've said to her face, so... But, you know, Roxy has this thing in her head. Since I was three, I wanted... I had to be in L.A. Since I was three, I had to be in L.A. And I had to be, you know, um, in show business doing X, Y, and Z. You're right. And I just am at a point with her where I'm saying, you know, I'm wondering if you're hanging on to having to be in LA
0: mm.
1: and as I have here from Latham, is that really your calling? Are you called to be in LA?
2: Right.
1: You, know, you might be called to be in, be an actor and in show business, but that can happen anywhere now. Right. So I, again, I'll take it away from Roxy to myself. Cause I, I never took the time to realize what my calling was. I just, it was like early on, whatever gave me pleasure then as i got older it was like okay <clears throat> what what is going to give me success right which may not be pleasure wasn't cuz it was a lot of hard work and you know but there wasn't that awareness of saying like wait wait what what is my calling and you know maybe i'm not called to do what i want which is i love i love you know making movies and i making tv or i love working with actors and they, and i and i love all that mm-hmm but maybe that's not my calling. Right. Like maybe that is a passion right. of something to do for fun. But the problem is I was convinced that was my calling mm-hmm. or, or that that's what I should be doing. And so when I wasn't doing it because I was busy doing my calling, not knowing it was my calling. Right. Then I'm down on myself. Right. I'm failing. Right. I'm not spending enough time in this. I'm not focusing you're enough guilty, on this. You're shameful. You're so, yeah, pissed at yourself. I think we all take a step back through what Latham was saying and really take that time to sit with ourselves and say, yeah, okay, well, you know, these are my passions, okay. And and like she was saying the formula to get to find your calling and your purpose is start living your passions more right. and then start studying and being close to people who are answering their callings. Right. And maybe that's the formula, you know, to find out what your calling is. Right. But I never took the time.
2: Well, and I think that another thing, it was kind of like what she was talking about at the beginning, right? We have to be emotionally and spiritually fit to be able to kind of like realize and understand all of this, like to be able to be aware, we have to be in, yeah, a, yeah. in a headspace right. that allows for that down. Because when you're like
1: murky and toxified, well, right? When
2: she had a quote, I wrote it down. It's every message we get in the world turns you away from yourself. So if you're constantly on your your social or like just constantly everywhere else, but here. All the
1: distractions.
2: It's just turning you away from you. So how are you even going to know your calling, your passions, your anything, no, right?
1: You've got to sit. You have to sit.
2: You have to be emotionally and spiritually fit. And I think that like you guys joked about, we so often think that that's like, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm, okay, bubble bath, self-care, wine, <laughs> but it's true because that's trendy that's not and, what and by the way
1: it's trendy and it's easy
2: and it's easy right right because actually doing the work is really really hard yeah talking to a therapist or do is really really hard or, or
1: looking at yourself
2: or looking at yourself is really really hard yeah
1: so yep. yeah. Or, or at the very least it's not fun it's not
2: fun <laughs> right it's fun to watch a Game bub- of Thrones a bubble bath and wine is fun yeah and not that that's bad <laughs> I think bubble baths are great <laughs> no, no, no. throw a little but, Epsom salt yeah, no, in there. no, no. it
1: is great but it's a it's a it's a little relief it's yes. not a solution yes it's a relief it's not yes. a that's not the um yeah
2: i mean i'll give you an example i've really been trying to meditate every morning for like at least five minutes this morning when chenza wouldn't stop licking herself <gasps> so it wasn't fun for Winchester. me chenza <laughs> she's in my lap now and i was like i'm gonna with but i had to be i was like okay you got this you got this silly example but again <laughs> bless you winnie things like that like these practices are not always fun no but you have to do it so that you can hear the your calling that's right behind you Yeah, you know? it's
1: people would either want to be distracted with something that gives them pleasure or or the other extreme is I have to work harder mm. like that was how I took it mm-hmm. I think that's what Roxy does too I have to work harder yes. I have to put in more yes. I, I'm, what am I doing sitting in the woods here with a notebook right this is I could be I know with Roxy, yeah, I could be doing a podcast right now. I could be doing a broadcast. I could be writing my script. I could be, you know. Right. and um. So there's those both those extremes. And that's
2: scary too. Yeah. I mean.
1: But the more we do the show, Kelsey, the more we talk to people like Latham and the other people, the more we just start realizing like, you got to just pause yeah, and take inventory yeah, and have that awareness, you know, to go, okay, what makes my heart sing? What doesn't? Right.
2: And take care of you. I think.
1: Well, that's why we have the bubble baths and the wine. Oh, my
2: God. No, no, no. What I was going to say is take care of you in ways that are, like, <laughs> productive. Like, this one really spoke to me. <laughs> the fences keep good neighbors because I've been trying really hard, it's especially it's hard on the East Coast when people on the West Coast think that they can call you when it's 6 o'clock their time yeah. or 7 o'clock their time. So, like, for example, the other night I had turned off my phone and then I got, it was like a, a work call, not with you guys, but it was like part of work anyways, and I answered it, and then I was just hey like, queen. then I was just pissed. Like, I was in a bad mood because I was yeah, exhausted. Just, just it was like
1: 10.30. And I'm like, Kelsey, and I'm like, Kelsey. I'm the guy who's the workaholic, and right. like you're a leader, and I'm like, no, I know. And sorry. it really... Sorry, B.
2: Sorry, B. <laughs> they could have waited, and it really uh, just like... Yeah, it doesn't you work know? for me. And so I'm like, but I set those boundaries. Fences keep good neighbors. They I'm like, do.
1: Yeah. amen. And we heard from... You know, even this week to J Ray, she was. I said, Jerry, you have all these like people hitting you up, texting you around the clock. Yeah, she, that was. Do, do I sign this contract? Do, do my I boyfriend ta- broke up with yeah, me? And, my, and yeah, and she just goes, you know, I, and I go, how do you get them to stop reaching for the bowl of giant bowl of M and M's? You know, to keep. It? She's like, <laughs> I, spoke my, I I put the lid on the jar. She's like, that's it. Tightly, tightly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, those setting up those fences.
0: Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one-ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied, I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today.
1: Minus the sweet chili. I also think we keep hearing, too, and she mentioned it, too, you know, Jerry had said the four minutes in the morning... Yeah. Kind of sets her up for happiness first day. I think it was Jay Ray, yeah. right? It might yeah. just lost. No, all, no, no, again, no, no, We're in you this vortex right. of <laughs> I'm doing a million interviews. But yeah, the
2: first well, the first four minutes is gonna set you. But tone Latham for was the saying
1: this too, like in the morning. Yes. And then we were hearing from another expert last week about that, like the or, the or, the the organizing your time to organize. No, it was the it was scheduling your.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Schedule, like schedule time to kind of like schedule your life. Yeah, yeah. and he
1: was he was saying that you know two hours in the morning two hours at night it's you you time yes and it's nothing yes. else yes and and so I, so many
2: all of them say it
1: they're all saying the same things yes. that's just so fascinating is that in and um that's why i love this show and what maria's built here because it's it's making me really just so much more aware i agree but what all the greats are aware of and teaching us. But it's all the same thing. It's all the like, same. And I just, love just said it. But just in a different way.
2: Right. And it's so special because we've mentioned this before. But it's like different people are going to impact you differently. Her saying that thing about the, the fences really stuck that with you, me.
1: Right. And I heard the lid on the cookie jar. It, or right. The M&M exactly. Jar. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So it's like
2: different. They're saying the same things. And it's all these really important messages. But it's like different it. people are going to grab it differently. Like yeah. like Devon Franklin's episode from the other, the other week. Still is like seared into my brain about and again, expectations. Here is the
1: problem with having all the tools, Kelsey. That we keep gathering you and I at the Home Depot, but no right. time to use them. Right, and we just have too many tools now. Right, remind me of Devon Franklin. I'm, re- i Well, I know re- him as a person. His in-
2: whole thing, Kev, was like um, how expectations can ruin yes. our lives. Oh, he's yeah, I how use him our, all the time. All the time. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I'm setting this. Ex- my expectation is becoming my standard for someone else, and then it's just like. Pissing me off in the end, yeah and oh my god! Yeah, judgment like,
1: detox from Gabby, expectations from him. Yeah, but all know? these things, but everyone's yes, saying it, you know. And
2: different people, it's like oh my god, that jumps at me, that jumps at me. So then it's like I'm trying hard, like Kevin and I joke with all our tools and our Home Depot that we don't use. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying hard to like whether it's w- w- just one at the end of the night. I'm like okay, let's. I'm gonna write that down and like oh, okay, I'm gonna start. Trying to implement this, I think like, the you know. few
1: hours in the morning, few hours at night, huge, is, right? So, huge. for you, it's like, I know you're boxing now in the morning, so it's great. I think, like, uh,
2: but I'm not gonna look at my phone before that, no, you know? and that's me, no, bye, B, but it's like, I have to get myself up at a certain time where I know I'm okay to not look at my phone, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, that there's give and realities,
1: take. and you know, and you're on the grind and the hustle, so there is gonna be that, of no, course. there's no way to cut that. Everyone of thinks course. you can, but you can't, but, but I don't need to get on
2: Instagram But right when there's I wake
1: a, that's right, but there's a way to manage it, right and then you you know you do have to make some sacrifices but you know um
2: I don't need to take calls at 10:30
1: <laughs> no sorry B yeah sorry B yeah um but yeah i think that uh you know taking the, the time in the morning is huge and then just i mean god weekends too if you, if you don't know your purpose you don't know your calling you don't these are the things like i get to tell you on a saturday go hiking or go sit somewhere alone or by the way you can sit with a really good friend you trust and ask them help me yes. what what is my purpose help yes. me like, you know, cuz i don't know about you Kelsey, but i i i've i uh i've always said say to maria like wait, wait should i be mad right now <laughs> i know <laughs> should i be happy mm. right now or sh- should i not be mad right now i mean so i've always had her as like a barometer
2: sounding board
1: y- well more than yes yeah, so a sounding board but then also like i don't know sometimes mm what my purpose is who i am i don't this well, time, because I'm, that, not, I'm just going i'm doing
2: and so that's something that like you're aware of that like you should now work on because you yeah just,
1: but i think i'm not the only one no I there's a totally lot of people who don't know and they're not in fact god i don't know many people if i said what you calling i think they would go huh yeah listen listen dude. i'm I trying to like make rent or you know yeah i could see my mother like you know me think errands i have today <laughs> asking me that like most people yeah. don't think. No, definitely. But I think the new generation is going to mm. because they're going to be more evolved in that way. Yeah. And uh and listen, being a being in this God is everyone serves a calling. Mhm. Everyone. Know, everybody does. Even um if people who do bad things, I guess they're called to do that to show for to show us other things you know. Right. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah. But I think um yeah, I'm not sure everyone serves the calling. Everyone has a calling, I think.
2: I, I don't think everyone serves no. it. No. No.
1: But I think that everyone has... Or, well, or, or they serve the calling and they don't give themselves credit for it. Mm. You know, I'm a fireman, but I never got to, uh, I don't know, be be a lawyer or, I don't know, o- open my pizza place. But wait. Right. But B, you saved about 40 lives. Right. As a, but that's you know, that...
2: Because like what you were saying, their passion was opening the pizza place or doing that. So they're not letting themselves off that hook. They're still mad at themselves and they're not being aware that, wow, oh my God, I'm saving all these people. This is my calling.
1: My mother, you know, I'm always reminding her about her teaching. Right. You know, I'm like, mom, you were like, back in the 70s, my mother was saying, listen, kids are not reading they're reading less for a reason but they're still learning they're just learning visually Mm. they're much more visual so my mother would teach Shakespeare and all this like high high end stuff to kids who had learning and reading disabilities Mm. she would teach them through uh, animation slide presentations uh, um, super 8 film silent movies she had them doing all this stuff and it was fun and they learned and, and she got a lot of flack from it, really, from oh, the old guard was like reading, mm. reading, reading, and um, but I'm always reminding her of her calling. and Shout out to Auntie Shannon! Shout out to
2: Auntie Shannon
1: after the wake. Um, Auntie Shannon told my mother, like, you when you had me back in whatever it was, whatever grade, seventh grade, I don't know what it was, but she said, like, you everything in my life was hopeless. You know, my family, everything. But when I was with you, you made me believe that I was beautiful and that I was smart and that I mattered. And she's like, and I thank you for that. And my mother was just kind of like a little bit confused, <laughs> like, but just was in a good mood after that. Like, yeah. But I said, Mom, do you see where I'm saying? Like you, that's just, Auntie Shannon. Do you know how many kids that you affected in that way yeah. that you fully answered your calling and then some? So other things that you enjoyed art and painting and okay like you still do it and you could do it but that was your calling. Stop looking at like you didn't fulfill your calling yes. and not that she does I'm not but I don't know if she fully embraces her achievements and what yeah. she was called to do and how she successfully did it and yeah. I think a lot of us do that myself included.
2: Well, we've bec- I feel like we've become the society of like the what ifs, right? It's like, well, what if uh-huh. I had done that? What if I could do this? What if and it's like how about you be present and realize what you're doing is amazing or, like, that you're on the right path? But
1: And then if we go to what if, why doesn't anyone go to, like, yeah, how much worse it could be? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah. even when I've had to deal with, so, like, true. bad family members or whatever, and I, I go, Allison, Maria, um, let me show you. Yeah. Let me show you the heroin addicts who, like, wiped out their family's okay. savings everything right. and then laughed at the end of it like i i will give you yeah. so you want me to keep going like of yeah. the what we don't have in our lives but could right now right but yeah so if you want to play the what if game oh well what if it was worse and it could be worse mm-hmm. it always could be worse always. but yeah you're right the the what ifs and the comparisons and all that stuff putting rather than things
2: on like putting certain yeah. things on pedestals and we're like well that it will be better if we do that and then and it's like you know no 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 no. And, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too.
1: We all are. Oh, my God. Please. We're all guilty of yeah. it. And I think... Anyway, probably getting off the subject. But I think with like, <laughs> as celebrities kind of um, imploding a little bit, I feel like, with Hollywood, yeah. I think... I don't know. I'm hoping less people are on pedestals.
2: I think it's not even just people, though, necessarily, that people put on pedestals. I think it's well, when, ideas. But, well, when, it's like...
1: but, but when we see... The, Okay, and we see certain people and how they're living their lives. Yes. How ignorant they are. Yes. Loud they are. Yeah. And then we go, oh, I'm gonna act like that.
2: Oh yeah. I and do, you. you know what I mean? Yes. I'm gonna put yes. that. How
1: many times do I tell you, like, who we put on pedestals rather than when my s- sewerage literally backed up into our like <laughs> right. dirt floor basement. Right. And so we have a down there. we have a swamp. Yeah. Of shit in our basement <laughs> and i've got an elderly you know i've got an elderly in-law i have a, a stage four cancer covid elderly second in-law yeah i have my housekeeper who's my mom who's older right and that's and and the guy you know one that is like kind of, boss i got it don't worry and he comes out we and and his and his helpers get under there and they figure, and i'm like okay that's, to me, mm-hmm. I'm putting them on yes. a pedestal yes. for doing that. Yes. And talk about answering a that. calling. And my goodness, all the caretakers through COVID. And my goodness, the people that have to... Our caretakers here all were crying when leads are passed. And guess what? They're going to go and do that for someone else, yep. Kelsey. Yep. And then they're going to cry again. Yep. It's unbelievable. I know. Those are the people that should be on the pedestals. Yes. But instead... Yeah, we have a tendency mm-hmm. to put you know the people hey bitches, hey, bitches. Or, you know who like wouldn't pee on you if you were on fire <laughs> we're like let's put them on a pedestal anyway so. but I'm digressing and I'm judging judgment detox and I'm having expectations so somewhere Devon Franklin and Gabby Bernstein are really mad at me
2: that's right but Latham is not Latham's you made not. a new friend I she's amazing yeah, she's very nice Yeah,
1: she's wonderful I'm excited for her future and me I got to uh, Thought this was really helpful. So anyway, um until then, what Kelsey Meyer?
2: Oh my gosh! Until then, well, hold on. When chanda wants to be part of this, okay,
1: here she is. Here
2: she is. Okay. Okay. Being a little shy. Okay. Boy, she's tired. Yeah, she's so tired. Okay, you guys. Until then, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Bye.